to you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. Happy you could spend the uh, next jam-packed, quick-moving, action-packed, drama-laden, whatever, 30 minutes here with us on the show. We've got a very, very good guest. Uh, this gentleman has been a longtime friend of mine. He's been teaching golf here in Las Vegas and a few other places for many, many, many years uh, is a good player himself, knows the game inside out. So you're going to enjoy uh, listening to this gentleman for, uh, uh, for the entirety of the show. Might as well introduce him right now. He is the lead instructor at the brand new John Jacobs Golf School out at National right here in Las Vegas. Let's give it up for Rich. I can teach anybody to play golf. Fight. Here he is. <laughs> well, How you thank, doing, Richard? I'm doing fine, and thank you, Dennis. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, glad to see you. We haven't seen uh, we haven't seen each other that much. No, we since haven't. You've been back to Las Vegas. Rich came back from uh, a stint uh, for about seven, eight years, where he taught in Hawaii, and then he was in Tucson for a while. Got fed up with that and said, "Hell with it. I'm moving back to Las Vegas." So here he is. I've got to ask you a question, uh, Richard, and I get asked this by a lot of people. If somebody wanted to come to see you for lessons at John Jacob Golf School, what is the difference? How does somebody go about picking out a school vis-a-vis, -vis, I guess, swing philosophy? Why should I go to you as opposed to a guy, you know, David Ledbetter or Jim McClain or, or somebody else? What is enticing about you? Why should I go see you as opposed to these other these other guys. Okay, well, a lot of a lot of the golf schools nationally, I think most of us pretty much teach the same things. Uh, what we try to do, and what John Jacobs has tried to do ever since he formed the schools in 1982, is deal pretty much all fundamentals, mm -hmm. and we teach basically by ball flight. Okay, and then we have. Uh, a simple routine that we follow as teachers. We start, basically everybody we look at, if you're slicing the ball, if you're hooking the ball, whatever you're doing, we're going to focus on grip, aim, stance, and posture. Okay. And basics. we'll, always, we'll right. always work with those basics. And I would say the only thing that I would caution people is if you call a golf school or call an instructor, and he has a single theory on the swing. And he teaches everybody to swing the same way or attempts to, then that's the guy I would stay away from. Right. Exactly. If, if an instructor is going to work with what you have, your swing, and just try to improve on that, and modify it so that you're still working on fundamentals, then you're okay. But if somebody's going to take apart your whole swing, and it's going to take you two or three years to learn how to hit the ball the way he wants to, yeah, not that's good. not going to be a lot of fun going out on the golf course with that swing. No, I, I agree. 
agree with that. Plus, it gets to be expensive. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to work a second job just to, uh, you know, just yeah. to take golf lessons for crying out loud. But we'll talk to Rich a little bit later in the show. We've got some great, great questions in our handicap helpers segment. And we'll talk to uh, Rich about his a little bit about his swing philosophy <laughs> and some of the stuff that he has done through the years. But right now, let me take care of a little housekeeping. You know, you can reach us by email. And that is simply going to golf at VegasVideoNetwork.com. So you could send us some comments or questions or whatever. We also got a toll-free listener line for you, and that's 1-866-966-4599. So you could give us a ring. We also have live chat where you could send in a question or, again, or a comment or suggestion or whatever. Just go to our homepage, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Hit that little live chat thing and... You're in the live chat room, and send us whatever. We're also seen all over towns. You know we're, we're seen on iTunes. Richard, we are seen on YouTube. We're seen on YouTube a lot mm. because Vegas Video Network is a YouTube partner. We've oh. got Roku Television going on, and also Friday Night Features. Every Friday night, 8 to 12 midnight on AM 1400 KSHP. Friday Night Features, they re-air all of the audio of all of the shows that are broadcast right here on the network. So check them out coming back and forth to dinner or wherever you're going. It's a, it's a whole lot of fun, okay? So, all right, let's get into uh, let's get into our first segment. Oh, that's right, before I forget, you're familiar with Golfer's Guide? Sure. Okay, Golfer's Guide, largest golf publication in the country. It's public re, uh, published regionally. They talk about all the very, very good private golf courses, the resort courses. The, the public courses uh, in that area, a lot of good uh, features as far as swing articles, uh, tell you where to get uh, all the golf discounters, uh, you know, in that area, chock full of information. You want to hear, and they're very, enough, uh, they're very kind enough, as you could see, to uh, stream golf and four other four-letter words right on their homepage right there. Just check yeah. them out. Just go to lasvegas.golfersguide.com and uh, read up on them. You get some good information about all of the golf courses here uh, in Las Vegas. So we want to thank them for being a strategic partner to the show as well. Golfer's Guide. All right, let's get into our uh, first segment, and we call that Tournament Scorecard. All right, we're back, everybody. Dennis Silver's along with Rich Fight here on Golf and Other Four-Letter Words on the Vegas Video Network. Richard, a <laughs> nightmare. The Farmers, the Farmers Insurance Open at beautiful Torrey Pines in Southern California in San Diego. To be uh, exact, Brett Snedeker was literally handed his third PGA Tournament title by long-hitting Kyle Stanley, who imploded, who threw up on himself, <laughs> who went brain dead. Okay, coming down number 18 in the last round, coming down 18, a three-shot lead. You figure it's money in the bank. He's already got it spent for crying out. The kid's going to end up with his first PGA Tour event. Wrong. Takes a triple bogey eight on the last hole, goes into a playoff. Much to his credit, they both birdie 18. He loses on the second playoff hole because he couldn't make a par putt to uh, keep the playoff going. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was in shock, Richard. What do you think? 
What do you tell this kid? <laughs> I was shocked myself. Uh, as I told you earlier, I, I was teaching yesterday morning. I went out and played golf yesterday afternoon and didn't look at the scores. I assumed he won. Mm -hmm. This morning I get up and I turned on Golf Channel and the next thing I know is I'm watching the replay and I'm thinking he couldn't have lost. But he did. But he did. <laughs> and essentially what he did, he was smart. He, he, he hit his tee shot. It's a par five. Right. Uh, familiar hole with most of us in golf because we've seen it on TV for years and years. He laid up on his second shot. He's got a wedge, maybe, I don't know, 90 or 100 yep. yards. And he's just got to hit it over the pond onto the green. And keep it there. And keep it anywhere on the green. And two or three putts. Tens. And he wins. Yeah. Instead, the holes cut pretty close to the, the edge of the water. And he decides to try to hit a wedge in there close and make another birdie. Right. Which he didn't need. The and the next thing you know... He hits it up there, it trickles back, it's in the water. Spins it back he, into the water. Then he hits it 30 feet past the hole, and then he, he just hit a bad putt and left himself three or four footer down the hill and it's then missed that. And, you know, I would say if I had one thing to tell him, if I had been his caddy yesterday, I would have just kept telling him, yeah. you know, hit it 10 yards past the hole. Absolutely. Whatever you do, don't leave it short. You've got to hit it 10 yards past the hole. All he's got to do is make double bogey and he wins exactly. the tournament. But you know what? You've got to give credit to Brent Snedeker, who oh, played sure. wonderful golf to get in well, the position. Well, he birdied the 18th hole. He birdied the 18th hole to get in the position where uh, after Kyle Stanley imploded, you know, to get in the playoff. But, my well, God, all he's got to do, like you say, is uh, just hit. I don't care if it's over the green. For crying out loud, you've yeah. got three or four shots to get up and down and win the tournament. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't know if it was the TV this morning or a newspaper or something, but they, they, somebody talked about the idea that Snedeker, even though he birdied the last hole, that he had actually gone to do an interview. He still thought there was no way he was going right. to get anywhere near a playoff. Yeah. Un <laughs> unreal. And that's the stuff that uh, that's the stuff that happens. So anyway, congratulations to. Uh, uh, to Brant Snedeker on his third win, and I'm yes. sure that uh, Kyle Stanley, too good of a player to really kind of let this get in the way. Uh, he'll be this back. Guy, this, this kid's going to be He a, played very well. You know what he averages, well. Rich? He's, he's, uh, he's in second position on the PGA Tour for uh, driving distance. Driving distance, yeah. Almost 316 yards. Yeah. Pop! As an average. And he had a very good year last he year. And I, I, think, last year. I think we'll see more of him. All right, real quickly, congratulations to Robert Rock. A guy that can really roll the rock, played beautifully, wins the Abu Dhabi Championship, holds off Tiger Woods in the fourth round. Roy McElroy, despite a two-shot penalty, really should have yes. won the tournament, ends up in second place. Tiger is a T3, along with about four or five other guys, yeah. but a pretty good showing for him. Yes. Well, Rock's one of my favorite players. Uh, he got his European Tour card about seven or eight years ago. Good player. He was a club pro. Yeah and qualified for a tournament over in England and finished fourth and made enough money mm -hmm. where he was uh, exempt for a couple more tournaments. And by the end of the year, he made enough money to keep his card, and he's been on the European Tour yeah, ever since. Very, very good player. Underrated player. So look out for Robert Rock this season. All right, I'll tell you what. We're going to step away. Rich and I come back. We're going to have our second segment, have some fun with this. We call that birdies and bogeys. Hang in there. We're back with you right after this, folks.
Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, we're back, everybody, with birdies and bogeys. He's Rich. I'm Dennis. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Going to give you some scenarios. Why don't you tell me if you think it's a birdie or bogey, double bogey, par, whatever. And, okay. And what, you know, why and all sure. that kind of. Re this this one is ridiculous, in, in my humble opinion. Rory McIlroy, speaking of Rory, Rory uh, McIlroy, is going to be recognized, Rich, by the University of Ulster, which is in Northern Ireland, right. with a Doctor of Science degree for his contributions to golf. Okay, he's won a few <laughs> tournaments. All right, he won the U.S. Open last year. Uh, you know, youngest to do it since Bobby Jones, that type of thing. Uh, he joins major winning countrymen, uh, Graham McDowell and uh, Darren Clark. Give me a break. Uh, uh, you know, I don't even think the kid finished high school, and all of a sudden he's going to get a doctor of science. Birdie or bogey on their part? Uh, that's got to be a bogey. I mean, he's, what, 21? 21. Uh, yeah, you know, I think he's got to be around for a little bit longer to, to have a, enough of a contribution to any. That's what I say. It's any, nice to get the degree, yeah. but contributions to golf, what, what has he done? You know, at least Darren Clark's been playing the tour for, for a long 20, time, twenty plus years. Exactly. G Max got a little bit of a record, right? But I, but I guess it's nice that uh, you know they get these three guys, well, sure. you know, conferred with a degree right there in Northern Ireland. But I, I don't think so. I agree with you. Uh, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a bogey. It's a bogey. All right, this this one is incredible. You're not going to believe this, folks, but this is true. I'm not making this stuff up. A golf-mad father in northern England was given a suspended jail sentence for beating his two sons when they flubbed a couple of golf shots during a practice round because he wants them to be the next Tiger Woods. He got so infuriated and so frustrated his father was obsessed with the idea, is obsessed with the idea, that his sons, get this, ages six and eight, would become professional oh players. <laughs> Can you yeah, believe that? that? Might be, I'm not making this up. That might be a quadruple bogey. That is a quadruple <laughs> bogey. You ought to take this guy and hit How him over I, the head with a nine. How oh. do you do that? You know, I, uh, over the years, I've spent a lot of time working with junior golf associations, and I uh, ran tournaments here in town for quite a while. And, you know, fortunately, we never had too many problems with the parents, but every once in a while, I have seen, you know, the parent that was kind of the horror show yelling and screaming at they the get kid a on the range. And, yeah. and that guy, I mean, he, he might be the worst ever. <laughs> God, nor the, you talk about, uh, you know, mad Englishman. Oh. This is the guy, the mad northern Englishman guy. It, incredible, incredible. All right, 14-year-old news, this is a great story. 14-year-old New Zealand amateur has become the youngest winner 
Richard of a professional golf tour event. Lydia Ko, spelled K-O, won the Women's uh, South Wales Open by four pops yesterday. The 11th grade student says she plans to play in about 30 events next year. Most of them amateur events, a few professional. Unbelievable oh. feat, birdie or bogey. Oh, definitely a birdie. Uh, it's an eagle. <laughs> Probably it's an eagle, yes. Hey, but there are, it just seems to be more and more good young players all the time. And perfect example, Lexi Thompson. Yeah. You know, she's won now on the U.S. and the Women's uh, European Tour. Exactly. You know, the LPGA Tour and the Women's Tour in Europe. So uh, every year you see more and more great young players. Yeah. And... Uh, it's funny you mention that because she said her she idolizes and she fashions her her game and her uh, her mental uh, ability uh, before Lexi Thompson and mm. Shell Wee. So I mean those are yeah. two pretty good two pretty good role models. So congratulations to young Lydia Ko. And we'll, I get, and we'll probably beats, hear a lot she, more of her. Yeah, she beat some longtime, well-established <laughs> sure. uh, professionals in this golf tournament. No. Wasn't a fluke beat him by four pops. And she's what, 14? 14. 11th we'll, grade. We'll, we'll hear more about her. I guess so. <laughs> All right, finally. Uh, this one has got a lot of people talking on both sides of the pond. PGA Tour announced the other day that it proposes to make the nationwide tour, Rich, the primary avenue to get to the PGA Tour, get PGA Tour membership and Q School to make that a feeder tournament for the secondary circuit, as they call it. A lot of people on the European tour say they expect to see a lot of young Americans coming over to Europe trying to qualify on the European tour to get their card, to play in the events over there uh, instead of the nationwide tour, because number one, you get world ranking points, you get a lot more money, and it, it's going to, I don't yeah. know, I'm just sorry, there's as you know, there's nothing like watching the Q School on no. television. So, I mean, birdie or bogey on the I, I, I got to give I, the PGA Tour a bogey on that. I, it's They've talked about it for a few years. Right. I think most of us knew it was coming. But even right now, you've got young players on the PGA Tour, Dustin Johnson, to name one that comes to my mind right away, that went through Q School, got his tour card, and he's played exceptionally well ever since. And... By doing it this new way, nobody's going to be able to do that. You can't go to Q School, qualify for the PGA Tour, and go out and have instant success. Right. You're going to have to play the nationwide. And I agree. I think that there will be a lot of good young players end up going over and trying to qualify for the European Tour because, like you say, you get more world ranking points yes. than you'll ever get on the nationwide yeah. tour. And you also have a chance to qualify for majors, and the World Golf exactly. Championship events great right point. away the great first point. year you're playing. That's a great point. And I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Chubby Chandler, who is a uh, uh, management guy who yeah. handles Darren Clark and, and Westwood, oh, yeah. people like that, uh, just said, well, look at what Peter Uline did, went over there, he's going to play on right. the European Tour to play in more tournaments, perhaps win a few more, yes. uh, you know, uh, get, get some more money, play in some bigger events. And he thinks this is going to be a trend. It's sure. going to be real interesting to see what happens. I, I believe I it will. You. And to take that Q School tournament away, to see these guys, again, gag, choke, throw up on themselves, 
having to make a putt to get in to be one of those you know, 20 guys to get that PGA Tour card, it is drama unbelievable. Well, the players have always dreaded Q School. Yes. Okay. Six and from a player standpoint, yeah. it, that's those, the regionals and the final, that's probably the hardest golf in the world. But from a fan's viewpoint, I think it's the best golf we ever see. It's got too. more drama to Without it. Without a doubt. Uh, that you watch the final day. Even the, like the fourth, you know, you got six rounds. You watch yeah. the fourth, fifth, sixth round on TV, and you just see it's, almost everything you could possibly it's imagine. Pressure, it's pressure yeah. personified, folks. It's unbelievable. All right. Uh, I think we're going to take a short station ID before okay. we come back with, uh, with our uh, third segment. So get your pens out, get your pencils ready, get some paper out. Rich is going to give you some help. we got some great, great questions coming up in Handicap Helper right after this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Phillips from Talk Tales, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And if you stop by the studio, our producer Scott's going to buy everybody a drink. All right, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank uh, Chris Phillips from Zoe Bowie for that uh, little thing. A lot of people don't know this, but Chris's uh, real middle name is Crown Royal. Did you know that? <laughs> no, uh, I didn't know that A lot one. of people don't know that. Yeah. So the next time you go to a party, and that's a trivia question, what is Chris Phillips' real middle name? Oh, I know. That's Crown Royal. It's uh, very good. <laughs> All right, here we go, Richard. Uh, Alex sends this into the show and wants some uh, help with a problem. And he says, he's getting stuck. He's getting stuck on the way down, uh, hitting everything to the right. Pretty common problem for right. uh, a lot of good players, as a matter of fact. Give him some help. Okay. So he can get unstuck. Okay, Alex, is it? Alex. Okay, Alex, what you want to do, uh, if you have any alignment sticks, uh, put an alignment stick down just outside your target line where you're hitting the ball. And what you want to do to avoid getting stuck coming forward you're probably taking the club way too far inside on your backswing, so try to take the club much straighter back and widen the arc of your swing, and that should help you. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good advice. And that's a pretty common problem. Oh, we yeah. Have a lot of good players, especially. Well, everybody, uh, you know, not everybody, uh, <laughs> younger players. Yeah. Older players like me, we have trouble turning, but a lot of the younger players, they know if they turn, if they make a wider turn, they're going to be able to hit the ball further. Right. And sometimes they just get the club too far behind them. Mm -hmm. Now when you make that big turn, if everything's not coordinated in sync coming through, if your arms start getting a little bit ahead, there's no, the body hasn't gone That's anywhere exactly. and you, you can't get, get to the ball. It's real simple. Uh, Scott, I think we got the live chat. It wants to know, when going to a golf school, how long should somebody expect to attend before seeing positive results? Good question. Uh, I'm going to say uh, almost instantly. Uh, yes. What happens uh, if you go to a one, two, three-day golf school and you go out there with uh, whatever problem you have, the instructor should be able to identify whatever problems you're having early on the first session, the morning session, whatever, 
And I would think by the end of the first day of your golf school, you should be able to see improvement. Maybe not in all phases of the of your game, but, but you'll areas. see improvement in some that. areas right away. I agree with that. That's what golf schools are very, very good. If Curtis, I could follow up on that then. Sure. Then how long does the average person actually attend a school like yours? Okay, most of the schools uh, like ours, if I, if I have, for example, uh, three people for a three-day yep. golf school, we're going to have a five-hour session each day, and then we set up uh, starting times on the golf course for people to go out and play after we're finished. And what we do as instructors Great. is we go out on the course with them, usually the, the second day of a two-day or three-day golf school, yep. and try to give them a little bit of uh, you know, course management help. Right on the golf course. But generally, most people, you know, a guy hits a bucket of balls when he goes out to practice. Right. Maybe 60, 70 balls. Yep. Maybe hits 15 or 20 before he goes out to play. Right. Well, we're going to have you hitting maybe three, 400 golf balls in a day. And most people aren't used to that. Oh, and, my aching and, back. And now I'm accounting that, putts and chips, yeah. so it's, it's, it's not all full swings. But the idea is... You know, you're not used to doing that. No. And you couldn't really last more than four or five hours no. in a golf school no way. Uh, situation. That's you great. just wear yourself out. That's great. I think one of the best things, one of the best things, folks, about a golf school is, you know, two, three days, is lunch. <laughs> because they... Uh, we always have that. I know, always have that. <laughs> Curtis simply wants a drill or something to help release the club more, Rich. Simple, uh, I'll give you the simplest one. You don't have to think about your release. When you swing the golf club and you swing it backward and forward, as long as you're not tight, if you take your grip and hold the club, and on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the tightest, if you can maintain 4 or 5 of that grip pressure scale, your hands, as you swing through, your release will take place all by it. itself. She got that Too many people put too it. much pressure exactly. on the club, then they killer. can't release. Tension, I've always said it, folks. Tension, the biggest biggest killer in the, mm -hmm. in the golf swing. Jerry says he's uh, losing the club at the top and wants help. Uh, wonder, wonders, why, wonders why that's happening. A lot uh, of people lose the club okay. at the top. Two things for Jerry. One... Check and see if the club's not too high up in the palm of your hand mm -hmm. rather than down at the base of your palm and in your fingers. Secondly, try to keep those three fingers, the last three fingers of your left hand, if you're a right-handed golfer, firm on the club back and through. Okay. That's where you need the grip pressure. And like Dennis says, for a right-handed player, if you're a left-handed player, last three fingers of your right, right hand. Good advice. That should help you, Jerry. Ben says that he got uh, into the habit of taking his club too far inside and also is getting stuck on the transition. Right. Needs some help. And once again, just like we, we said, what was the first guy, Alex? That was Alex. Yes. Uh, ben, really work on taking the club straighter back. And like I say, use a, uh, one of your extra clubs to lay down there. Or if you have alignment sticks, lay, that, lay an alignment stick down on the ground. And really work at taking the club straighter back so that you get more extension with your left arm and you widen the arc of your swing, mm -hmm. and it should keep you from getting stuck coming forward. All right, finally, David sent this to us and asked, what's the proper technique, Rich, for hitting out of a bunker with very little sand? 
Boy, could I have used okay. you yesterday. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, this, this is something that I hear all the time. And, uh, uh, and here in Vegas, uh, at times, we play a lot of golf courses where you don't have a lot of sand, sand and bunkers. Yeah. And uh, people are always amazed when, when we're playing that I hit those, those kind of bunkers. I hit those bunker shots probably better than anything else. And what you have to understand there is two things. One, you don't want to get steep. Forget the idea that you want to take the club outside and up and swing down sharply because if you're coming down at a steep angle and the bunker's hard, your club bounces off the ground, hits the ball, and you skull the ball, yep. and half the time it hits the lip of the bunker and comes right back to you. And then you've got to get out of the way to make sure you don't get penalized for interfering with the ball. Right. So what I would like to see you do is take the club either straight back or slightly to the inside and always come through with a shallow path mm -hmm. on firm bunkers or bunkers that only have a little bit of sand, right. and you'll find that you'll get out much better. Yeah, great advice. Great, great. Keep it, keep it shallow. Keep it shallow. All right, uh, real quickly, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, lead instructor at the new John Jacobs Golf School at Las Vegas National here. Uh, when's that firing up? How do they get a hold of you? What's the what's the okay? Deal the there? easy way uh, you can call the John Jacobs Golf School offices in Phoenix. Uh, the number is 800-472-5007. We have two of us at Las Vegas National teaching for the John Jacobs Schools. Myself and Pat O'Hara. Right. Uh, the Jacobs Schools are not new to Vegas or anywhere for that matter. Uh, John Jacobs uh, is a British professional who started the schools along with a guy named Shelby Futch in Phoenix in 1982, and the schools have been going ever right. since. And the uh, fellow that used to teach here in Vegas for like the last seven or eight years, Terry Alsup, retired last year. Right. And so uh, we've expanded the program a little bit, and uh, Pat and I will be teaching, and we've got uh, another... Uh, semi-retired pro, a guy named Joe Lewis, who's been helping for years, and he's going to help us as well. Okay, and you can always get a hold of, call uh, Las Vegas National. Yeah, you can always call Las Vegas say, National. You know, hook me up, get me, Just get ask me for Rich, Rich or Pat, or Pat right. and, and they'll make sure that we get the message. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very, very good. John Jacobs is uh, quite a character. Oh. There's, a, there's a guy, literally, you could sit down and talk to for not hours, for days. Yes. And he's got some of the most incredible golf stories in the world, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. It's amazing, you know. And you talk to players that have known him yeah. over the years. And uh, I, a good friend of mine that teaches for the Jacob Schools down in Phoenix, uh, Bob Augustine and I were talking at a meeting we had in Phoenix last week. And, and Bob was talking about Every place he goes, he teaches in Chicago in the uh, summertime, Phoenix in the wintertime. Right. He said he's always running into people with various John Jacobs stories where John was someplace and he saw this guy yeah. swing and he said, you know, five minutes later, the guy was cured. Yeah. And, yeah. and Incredible. it's just amazing Incredible the results guy. he's had. Incredible guy. Anyway, good job, Richard. Well, Thank thanks for having much. me. It's we'll wonderful. Okay. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Golf and Other Four Letter Words on the Vegas Video Network. If you missed the show, you know, just go to our homepage, VegasVideoNetwork.com. We have it archived for now and forever so you could catch up uh, on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Fairways and right back next week, same time.
All right. So fairways and greens, everybody. We'll see you all back later. So long.